Hi, this is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. It kind of sounded like we were recording our voicemail. Hi, Aww. this is Holly. And Daniel. Those are those <laughs> me, That's me doing both of our voices. <laughs> Some people might have been confused. <laughs> but that was actually me the whole time. Because <laughs> your impression of me was so good. It is. Sometimes Holly isn't even here and I just do both sides. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Why? You have so much. I hate it here. <laughs> So many no. better things to be doing. No, I don't. But um, also, we don't have a landline, so we would never record a voicemail together. We should. We should get um, our a shared cell phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do we talk to each other? Oh. <laughs> Problem solved. I don't have to talk to you anymore. <laughs> hey. I'm just kidding. You just said you didn't want to be here. I was joking. So That's was not I. against you. <laughs> it's against the other people on this podcast. Hey, we got a lot of listeners. Sorry, when you said hey, you started to look under the tables. I didn't. I got know. a I string was, on my toe. I thought there was an animal underneath you. <laughs> no, it's just me. Um, yes, so here yes. we are. We're both here. We're both recording the podcast. We both really want to be here. <laughs> We're excited to be here, <laughs> yeah. folks. Uh, a nice long weekend. Mm-hmm. Sorry may, we're a day yeah, late. Yeah, you may mm-hmm. notice this is a day later than usual. Um, we took the day off yesterday. Yeah, it's the weekend. Freaking weekend. <laughs> I'm not record. Um, but no, it was good. We, um, it's good to have a break. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is great because it's, um, it's great in the calendar. It's great on its own. I'm saying it's... <laughs> Love you, MLK. <laughs> it's position in the calendar is great because you come off of New Year's and you're like, oh, I gotta go back to work. But then you only have to work one full week and then you get a short week the mm-hmm. next week. And that's nice. I was thinking it's so great because it's like you get a long weekend, plus you get a short week. So yeah. like now you only have to work four days, and it's the weekend true. again. That's true. Double win. Double whammy. I no. thought you were, were, <laughs> were going to say double whammy. <laughs> double win. Right, it's win-win. Yeah, I was going to say win-win, win-win, but it's win. not a win-win. It's not a win-win situation. I understand. It's a double win. <laughs> so can how, how, can we, well, how can we make it a double whammy? <laughs> know what a whammy is if you don't know then i can't explain it to you i guess i'm just out of the loop yeah um so holly last what wait okay (laughs) is this our second podcast of the new year yes yes yeah yeah heroic holiness was last week yeah but i thought we did one before that oh if it was the third oh you're asking the wrong person (laughs) did you miss hospitality sunday (laughs) (laughs) sorry the third sunday of each month at our parish there's donuts uh, donuts and coffee i think we did miss it no dang it because we went yeah we jack's nap time has changed and it's usually we usually go to 11 30 mass but jack is now napping from like 11 to 2 so we went to a different parish for mass and they didn't have donuts of course not it's all old people at that one (laughs) (laughs) but they love donuts you know what old people love old people and little kids yeah, love. Oh, <laughs> old people love little kids. No, they do. Um, but they love hamburgers. They do. Oh, if you if you ever okay. go to like a burger place, there's like little kids and like old people. They love hamburgers. Think well, about cause it. Because they're like, you know, screw it. Just <laughs> 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 hamburgers all the time. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I said we didn't tell our New Year's resolutions. Oh. <laughs> 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 nope. <laughs> so Holly, what are yours? 
I don't have any. You don't have any? How about not be uh, pregnant by the end of February? <laughs> oh, I could do that. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not be a jerk or, no, <laughs> or something. I wouldn't expect you to be able to do that. Hey. Um, but I want to read and write more. Yes. I and I'm actually... supposed to help you do that. You are. Good job. That's my so job. Far. <laughs> That's my resolution. Okay. Um, but I actually want to keep track of how many books I read this year. Because I've already read one, and I'm in the middle of a second book now. In the middle? In the middle of the stretch I'm I'm like 70, 80 pages into it. Yeah, it's like 300 pages. So that's almost a third. It's the not the center, but it's like in the mid, middle, the mid. Okay, okay. Stretching it, but sure. Oh, at least I have resolutions. Yeah, I don't have any. (laughs) Unless I'm forgetting. I'm not, I don't have any. I don't have one. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be less uptight about things. Yeah. Sure. Thanks, Daniel. No. <laughs> not let yourself get stressed out. Right. Especially with new baby stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be such a relaxed mom for this baby. No, I you're hope. not. I hope. That's my aspiration. Okay. Anyway, we, yeah, had a nice long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um... Got to spend a lot of time with Jack, which is nice, because a couple episodes ago, um, that was the one about... So, this is our third podcast of the new year. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) We have to be precise. People out there can be confused. So confused. I'm Um, sure of it. But so I got to play with Jack a lot again this weekend, which is nice, because over uh, winter break, um, I got to spend like two weeks with him every day, and that was awesome. Um, so it was like a little vacation this weekend. Um, and Jack and I developed this cool new game. He calls it, uh, well, it involves words ceiling and ball. Which is seek, ba. No, no, sing, he says. Sing. 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 And then depending on what kind of ball he wants to play with, it's sing, fufa, which is a football, or sing, soccer ball. Which is not a soccer ball, it's a little wool ball (laughs) shaped like an egg. (laughs) It looks like when it's like a pebble. It looks like a pebble, but it's like a felt what, wool ball. What happens is he, Jack plays with soccer balls, sock balls, which is two balls, yeah, two socks rolled into a ball, and then these little wool balls that look like a sock ball. And are as light as a sock right. ball. So he just, That's calls, the key. he just calls all of them soccer balls, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we play this game where he... I'll lay down on my back. Jack will lay down <laughs> directly on top of me. Like his head like hits under my chin. And then I'll throw the ball and hit the ceiling and catch it again. And that's the whole game. Or sometimes he drops it and then Jack has to get up and yeah. go find it. <laughs> if I drop the ball, Jack's the one who has to get up and go get it. Well, obviously. But he just loves it so much. And we'll just sit there like throwing the ball up and catching it. Literally and, like 30 minutes. And he just like, yeah, like gets excited when I catch it. And eventually he'll start like putting his hand on my wrist and, like, my arm, or his arm on my arm so that we're, like, both throwing it up to the ceiling. Yeah. And it's, he will, like, seriously sit there and play it for 30 minutes. And And he he wants to play it all the time. Yeah. And Holly's not able to play it for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons being that he can't lay on top of me and I can't lay on my back because I'm pregnant. Oh, I meant because you're just like bad at sports and couldn't no. hit the ceiling if you're just throwing a no, ball. No, because we have found like a, you know, the mommy way to play mm-hmm. it, which is uh, the sitting lazy on... way to play it. 
leaning back on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And he leans with me, but it's not quite the same. It's not as much fun, he told me. Oh. No, he didn't. Eventually he will. (laughs) But he literally always is asking us to play this game. We'll Mm -hmm. be like out somewhere and he'll be like, seek, seek. See, I'm like, no, we can't play that here. <laughs> we can't <laughs> hit every ceiling with balls. Um, but see, the, earlier this weekend when I was sitting there playing that with him, I was just struck by the fact that he, it's almost like we are both doing it together. Like, because he really wants to throw balls into the ceiling, but he can't do it because he's not strong or coordinated enough. Yeah, that's like why we've said that this game must be so fun for him because it's like the ultimate strength right. is to reach the ceiling. Throwing a ball as high as you can, which in him... And his mind is the ceiling. Right. That's as high as there is. <laughs> um, but he just loves it so much. And he, like, he just, like, lays his body, like, as much on top of mine as possible. And, like, puts his hand on my hand. And we throw it. And we do it together. And it's like he gets as much joy out of it as if he were throwing it. Um, and that got me to thinking about a number of things. But the primary thing is... Um, is participating in Christ, um, specifically, like, attaining salvation through participation in Christ's sacrifice, which is, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, like, an esoteric theological concept. I think it's pretty prevalent. What is esoteric? Esoteric's, like, um... Lofty? Not lofty, but, like, only, not very many people know about it. It's kind of, like... Mm. Uh, something you need to be initiated to get to understand oh. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but basically the idea is we, as humans, can only, the only way we can achieve salvation is through Christ and through a participation in his perfect offering to God. Because that's what his sacrifice and his death and resurrection is. It's a perfect offering to God the Father. And so it's only through our participation in that that we attain the fruits of that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? To you, to me, to yes. you, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hope it. Does and I think Saint well. Paul, Saint Paul talks about it a lot. Um, the passage that sticks out in my mind is I forget where it's from Romans, maybe, but he says, um, "So that in my own body I may add what is lacking in Christ's sacrifice." Right. Meaning, like through my own suffering, I join that to Christ's sacrifice. And I forget where exactly I first heard of it, but it's been something that's really stuck with me, um, and really for me makes a lot of sense as to how salvation works really because mm-hmm. it's because i think a lot of people may not think well christ died for my sins what exactly does that mean like kind of not mechanically but like how how did that work yeah and i think um thinking of it in terms of us being able to tap into christ's actions through living christ you know through being christ is how we kind of get pulled into that right and for like, for me, even when I was super young, I remember being embarrassed to ask that question. Like, okay, so Christ died for my sins, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And it was finally whenever I, like, asked that question and got the answer that I was able to, like, start a walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. But then it's been something that I've been, like, figuring out ever since because I don't think that the my initial quote-unquote answer that I received was, like, the right one, mm-hmm. because... Holly, Holly just threw out a lot of air quotes. <laughs> Did I say right one? <laughs> yeah, everything was quoted. I just kept doing she used, block, she used block quotes. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. For anyone who's not a nerd, block 
quotes are the ones where you like they're inset from the paragraph when you have more than four lines. I had to think that through even when you said because <laughs> I'm not a nerd. <laughs> but um, for me, like I've just Daniel and I just had a a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago, where I had to say like, okay, so if Christ died for our sins, what does that look like in this sense? And we talked for like a long time about it but the best way for me to understand it what are you laughing at no this is the best way for anyone to understand (laughs) it was that like i was looking at it as this substitution Mm -hmm. thing which was katniss standing up for prim so holly to think through this used the hunger games oh right (laughs) so i used the hunger games to visualize what was going on because i kept trying to explain it and it wasn't getting through it wasn't working you weren't understanding that's not my fault it probably wasn't but so i used (laughs) hunger games and so i was understanding salvation as like katniss taking the place of prim can i pause some people may not have seen the hunger games so can i get a short spoiler alert it's in the very beginning anyway (laughs) and i don't think so in the hunger games the whole plot revolves around these games that um children i think 12 to 18 is the age there's like a, a lottery and if you're chosen you have to fight for your district and two people are chosen so katniss the main character has a young sister named prim and at the um drawing and they call it the reaping um prim's name gets drawn and katniss volunteers to take her place she volunteers as tribute yes it's a very moving scene it is <laughs> um and by the way they have to fight not like as like a draft in a war they have to fight kids from other yeah. districts to the death until the last r- one remains as Victor. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, I was looking at it as Katniss so, like, going in the place of Prim. Mm-hmm. Which is accurate, kind of, but it's not the fullest picture. Right. So Daniel explained to me, it's s- similar to that, but it would be more accurate to say that Katniss goes for Prim, but Prim is, like, with Katniss, alongside Katniss, in Katniss. If we were to make this analogous to Christ's sacrifice, the way that would work would be instead of Katniss going and fighting for Prim and Prim staying, it would be Katniss control, like, taking Prim on and doing all of these things for, like, for her and with her. Oh. So that just made more sense to me now. <laughs> It'd be like uh, Katniss like strapped Prim to her back, kind of, and like yeah. did the fight for her. Because we're not. Because Prim still had to go through it. Right. Yeah, and that's what we're called to do. We're not called to like sit here and say like, "Oh yeah, Jesus died for my sins. I don't need to do anything. We need to do our best to live Christ mm-hmm. and to like put him on and tap into that. And we're allowed to do that through you know through grace." And through participation in the sacraments and through conforming our lives to Christ. And, and it, well, I was going to say, it's, so we're only able to enjoy the fruit of that sacrifice by living in Christ, who made that sacrifice. Right. Like Daniel is explaining it to me even further. <laughs> 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 that it's like, Jesus, it, it's not Jesus. Okay. <laughs> 
Jesus did this so I don't have to. It's more of Jesus allows us to do this with him. Yeah. Which I think is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's not an esoteric thing, but it does take a second to like get. And I think in a lot of the kind of, um, Sorry, I was trying not to use a big word. I was going to say, like, oh. a lot of the parlance. <laughs> what? Of, a lot of kind of the words used in Christianity, um, not to pick on non-Catholics, but in a lot of, like, evangelical circles, you just hear, like, Christ died for your sins, and that's it. Or, you know, or he, he did it so you don't have to. Like, there's kind of a language mm-hmm. that's implying a sort of um, substitution or replacement, kind mm-hmm. of like... Jesus, like, absorbed all the bad stuff, you know, and protected us. Whereas um, the Catholic Church, um, I don't want to say they've, like, definitively said this is how it works, but from my understanding is that it's more of this way than the other way. Right. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything that's, like, explicitly written on it, which we could be wrong about. But it definitely is reflected in the life of the church. Right. Like, this is true throughout the church. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's been written about explicitly or not, this this is true in and the it, church. And it might be. And I know there's lots of... Um, and Paul talks about it. Yeah. And there's debates about atonement and how that works. And I think, like, as early as, like, Bernard of Clairvaux, they talk about... Um, what is it? Not... There's, like, all sorts of theories of atonement. But, like, his points towards, like joining in Christ's sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And it is this like putting on of Christ and this participation in his life that we are able to find him in suffering and in sacrifice and in everything because all that we can, all that we do in our lives has God in it. Mm -hmm. Each moment, like I wrote this down, hold on, because I'm not good at speaking on the fly on some subject. (laughs) I wrote, um, how is Jesus in this moment? Like last week when we talked about heroic holiness, every moment has a reflection of the Lord in it. So where can we find it? Mm-hmm. And how can we, if we like are really struggling to find him in it, how can we more fully bring him into it? And that can look like offering up our sufferings. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that I've learned in the past year or two that's been so beautiful within the church about like what, suffering is and what suffering is for and that like in each experience of suffering whether big or small Christ is there because he suffered Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's that thing where it's not like our suffering it's that Christ is suffering and so whenever we were we have suffering we reflect him not that our suffering what is it it doesn't it doesn't like add to anything he's done is that what you're talking about? No, it's the way that you have always said it that like, um, like mar- like marriage in our family life isn't just like reflective of God. It's that God is reflected in our right. So it's not you know, it's thing. not like saying God is like a father. It's like a father is like God. Yes. Yes. It starts with God. Yeah. And everything else is reflected. God is reflected in all of those things. Right. So we're not saying like, oh yeah, Christ is suffering like us. It's saying like we're suffering like Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's a mirror. I've been envisioning like a mirror a lot Mm -hmm. 
and thinking of this. It's not like there's a mirror in the heavens that's like reflecting what we're doing. Right. It's that we are reflecting him mm-hmm. because, from down here. So right. it's like the earth is this giant mirror of who God is because yeah. we are his creation in his image. Mm-hmm. So we're reflecting him in what we do. That's a good that's a good image. A giant mirror reflecting God because all of creation reflects the image of its creator. Exactly. And humans in a special way are created in the image and likeness of God. That's exact. Yep. Wow. Hey, you're I pretty know. smart. Sometimes I'm wise. <laughs> Sometimes. Because <laughs> that's the thing about wisdom is it's hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Jack in that game that mm. you guys were playing, I thought it was really cool to reflect on like that the desire to participate is there even though he's not doing anything Mm -hmm. like he's putting his hand just on your arm he's not contributing in the slightest to i would still be i don't want to brag but i would still be able to hit the (laughs) ceiling even if jack wasn't helping me (laughs) you're like doing it despite (laughs) but in the same way like we're not doing anything or sometimes we are but like in a lot of times we're not doing anything to really contribute that much Mm -hmm. but we get it's like such an we just desire to participate in him. In Christ. In Christ. In God, yeah. Yeah, and in, in the same way. Right. I don't verbalize. You ha- I know. You have to, especially with the metaphor, you have to. I know. I don't do it. Holly's that. bad about switching pronouns without I know. adopting a new noun beforehand. I'm getting there. I'm learning. Getting better every day. <laughs> I, make her, I make her write sentences <laughs> each day. Go to the chalkboard again. But, um, no, so in the same way. Whenever we are, like, trying to, or desiring the participation in Christ and in our relationship with Christ, um, it doesn't, it doesn't so much matter if we're, like, contributing towards salvation of the world. It's just that we get to be a part of him. Right. Like, we could not do anything except through Christ. So, like, the more we kind of just resign ourselves to that reality, the more we're able to to do that yeah so like kind of yeah that's... well jack knows he can't hit the ceiling so he can sit there and throw the ball as much as he wants on his own but he knows he's not going to be able to do that unless i help him yes so what well my point is more that he just finds joy solely in the fact that he's doing it with you even if he's not adding to anything yeah yeah okay. yep go it, on it didn't seem like that's what you were saying beforehand well, that's what I meant. Okay. There you go. That's easy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so just thinking of that and reflecting on it and how um, Jack wouldn't be able to, like, do that without my help. And he's not, like, proud about it. He's not like, oh, yeah, I could hit it. I could do that on my own. I get the ceiling on my own. He just does it because he's like, that's how this can be done. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it got me thinking also of... Um, the, um, well, the term is like divine filiation or like becoming a child of God. Um, and I think through participating in the life of Christ, we, who is the son of God, that's how we're adopted into the family of God and become sons and daughters of God. Exactly. And just how like, it's so easy for him, for Jack, like, yeah, this is my dad. He's playing the ceiling game. That's how I hit the ball on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And it just has made me think of do I truly live as a son of God? What does that look like? Am I as willing a participation in my divine filiation 
as Jack is as my biological son and his kind of like um, recognition that I am, you know, he is my son. I will do anything for him. I'm going to be there for him, you know? Like he has an, just like this innate trust in you. Right. And he just knows that no matter what, you're going to get dinner ready for him or you're going to do all this for, for him. He doesn't question it. Sometimes he does freak out if it takes us too long. Well, <laughs> but but it's not. Oh no, my parents aren't gonna feed me. Right. It's like where you know I'm hungry. My parents should be feeding me. You right, know, right. like I should go to them. He always, yeah. He doesn't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. He's always going to us. And yeah, I mean, sadly, it's just not. I don't have that innate uh, reaction to like mm-hmm. just go to God. Right. You know with. And treat him as the father who provides and who gives. And yeah. Even though that's what, like, the scriptures tell us, like... I mean, even though I know that's true. Right. I was just... I have I to know. know it deeper. Well, and something I've been reflecting on is you hear the term son of God or, you know, child of God. And it's just this term that you hear. I feel like overuse of terms is, like, um, one Daniel's of the worst... Daniel's the worst. Well, I think it's one of the worst things that can happen in... Not worse things, but it, it can be very detrimental for anyone who's new to Christianity or just, like, the world in general. Like, we just hear yeah. these terms over and well, over again. That's why we're in this, like, post-Christian world, because people have heard the story. Right, this. but they don't know what it means. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I think of, uh, like, child of God, I just think of, like, I, I envision myself in my current state. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a child of God. God's like my dad. You know, my dad's... In his late fifties, so I mean, like I, I don't. I need to reconsider what kind of a child of God I am. Am I an infant? Am I like a toddler? Am I a teenager? Or am I like this distant adult? Like, what is my relationship with my parent? Mm-hmm. Is it one of like utter dependency, like a a baby, right. or is it kind of this uh, or rebellious I, teen? <laughs> right, or am I like a uh, an adult? child who's like oh yeah my my parents i have conversations with them but you know i'm yeah, not like I call them every on... now and then right oh man yeah so we should you, be infants because <laughs> <laughs> oh. it makes it um and it's you know i think complicated by the fact that when we are old enough to consider these we're probably this kind of um thing we're we're adults yeah we're not acting like children so no. it's kind of hard to it's funny. I mean, like, Jesus tells us time and time again to, like, be like children, mm-hmm. to that he loves the children, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm, I don't know, I think I might be, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I would, I don't, I'm not a rebellious teenager. I feel like. I'm like that for I'm like fourth grade. It doesn't have to be like a direct metaphor. You don't have to like. <laughs> but I'm gonna use it. <laughs> okay, go go run with it. That like in fourth grade you kind of reach the the age where you're like, oh yeah, I got it, mm-hmm. I got it all. I'm like still dependent on my f- parents. I can't drive myself. I can't, you know, do. I can't. I don't pack my lunch and stuff. I don't know what kind of. I was a fourth grader who didn't pack lunch. <laughs> By the way. Holly. Oh my gosh. She, what? Well, no. If if Holly 
understands children's ages by grades. Like, she, oh, yeah. if I ask, like, she said, "Oh, there's this boy at the park." And I'm like, how old is? How old was he? And Holly's like, I don't know, like second or third grade. <laughs> So I'm just saying seven, seven or eight years old. Because that's just the way my memory is just like, okay, what was I like in this grade? Okay, so fourth grade, you'd be like nine. Yes, turning ten because Miss A.G. told me oh I would turn God. the big one <laughs> in fourth grade. Anyway, um, but you kind of hit this point in fourth grade where you're like, you're more, you're like physically developed that you are like, uh, coordinated enough to like do cool things <laughs> like, <laughs> like ride a skateboard <laughs> no i did have a skateboard in fourth grade. <laughs> okay um but like you do you know you have that confidence that you didn't have before because you're like getting more mature and more coordinated and stuff so like you you feel like you're like super mm. independent and can do it all but then you're still like relying on them so i'm like at like a split where yeah. I, i'm like okay, these are, I'm still going to obey, like, be obedient and love him and Mm -hmm. be a little bit like a child. Like, you were talking the other day about the kid, or earlier today. Yeah. About the kid who was 10. Who was 10. (laughs) Who was calling everyone a-holes all day, and then that, like, later on couldn't reach something. So So I used to work, or a couple summers ago, I worked at a summer camp, and I had the 10-year-old bunk. And there's this kid who is like the cool kid and like the little leader of all the little, the gang leader is yeah, what Daniel called him of like the little cool kids who would always act up and like, yeah he would be like I have to tell him like stop cursing and like keep him in line and then like, one day he, um, up in the cabins it was a day camp but we had cabins, um, there were windows and so there was like a shelf under each window and he wanted to like go up there and sit there so he could look out the window because he wanted to look at something and he just like stuck his hand straight up like a, like a little kid like oh like how pick Jack me does. up please yeah. and it's just like yeah oh he is a little kid that's what you remember when something like that happens so right. you're yeah you're trying to act act like independent. I'm independent and like make my own decisions and act like I can do it all on my own when in reality I do know that I need my father but I'm acting sometimes like I don't I would say I'm more of I would say, like, sixth grade, like, 12 oh. years old, where I, like, am. I feel like I am independent, but then when something goes wrong, I still kind of run home mm. and need my parents. And that's not, I think that's kind of even worse, you know, yeah. where it's like, I, you were saying you feel like you're confident enough, but you know you're not, whereas, like, I'm saying, like, I am, you know, it's like a mm-hmm. knowledge of of being able to do it on your own, but still when something goes wrong, you run back yeah. home. I mean, we're both pretty far away from infancy yeah, in yeah. our fourth and sixth grade <laughs> selves, in this metaphor of, right. your, of yours. Yeah, but so that, I think that's just kind of going to be my prayer throughout the next week or so, like, you know, help me to become a child of God, to become, you know, your child. Yeah, and I mean, it's just really great to have this, like, what does that look like? Oh, let's look at Jack. And mm-hmm. he's right there, and I can I can reflect so much on what is he doing and how is he how is he responding to me? And it's like, oh, I should do that with the Lord. It's like to have that model right in front of you, it's just really it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. And thinking of last week, we talked about um, comfort and like feeling comfortable and whether or not that's a good thing. I think that being a child almost means you're not 
ever fully oh. comfortable because you're not you would never you know a five-year-old would never say like i got this i can do this on my own you know or never you know i wouldn't say five-year-old but oh, it's like that nightmare i had that one time where i left jack in the house for like hours this was a dream not a did i say dream you said it's like that nightmare where i left jack like oh you could be no, it was a dream as, yeah, yeah no, it's literally a dream you could be speaking metaphorically a bad dream um that i left him in the house and then i realized it when i was out at a meeting and whatever and i came back and the house was a wreck and he wasn't in it oh man no. that was the worst but that would be what it was like what it would be like if he said that he could do it all himself no, he couldn't he would not he wouldn't <laughs> he would he might find some crackers he'd probably eat all the food he'd probably eat all of willow's litter box oh yeah he, yeah and her food <laughs> and her food for sure um but yeah just trying to get to a place where we can call Godfather, you know, and really mean it and really say, you are my father, you will provide for me. And not like, not to be reckless or foolish and say like, oh, I don't have to go to work this week because God's my father and he'll provide for me. You know, like. Well, he puts you in places. Right. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be wise. He gives you wisdom as well. But I'm just saying like, we were talking about comfort and how we shouldn't, we should never feel confident enough to need we don't need to confident enough in our own abilities to think we never that we don't need god yeah because it's such a huge thing for god to offer us sonship mm-hmm. and then um i mentioned i mentioned last time i'm reading a book about uh saint jose maria escriva 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 excuse me thank you katie <laughs> um and the chapter I'm on now is talking about how how big of a theme divine sonship was for Saint Jose Maria and like mm. like if you just think about that like yes the God of the universe wants you to be his son and what is it from Saint Paul like or is it Hebrews like if sons and heirs and if heirs oh I don't know you know where it's he, from, he does a yeah. little thing but like yeah like if you just unpack the kind of like logical uh, progression of that like if you you know if you're a brother of Christ then you're a son of God and if you're a son of God then you're an heir to God and if you're an heir to God then what he has is yours which is bananas uh, lots and lots of bananas <laughs> <laughs> and you win <laughs> all the bananas infinite it's like when you win um, Donkey Kong Country do you ever play that yeah, on Super Nintendo I had it on my Game Boy oh what? That wasn't the real game. I didn't have a Nintendo 64. Oh, I forgot. You're a dork. No, Excuse it was on... Excuse me. My on, parents didn't let me have those, so don't But you had a Game me. Boy. Well, not until middle school. Anyway, it was from Super <laughs> Nintendo. Well, I didn't have one of those. <laughs> I don't have one of those. <laughs> what were you just saying before the bananas? Oh. <laughs> 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 About the... Um, child like son of god Mm -hmm. yes and there's that who said it that um god became man so that man became god who said that lots of people no it was like like one person i know but it's one of those things where like someone says it and then it gets attributed to every other saying yeah well someone a really long time ago said that and i remember some podcast talked about it and i was like whoa 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 i don't know how i feel about that but when you, like, it is not not in the Hindu 
way where like there are millions of gods but in the way that god became man so that man could become heirs to the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven like right. that we could be sons of god that's insane mm-hmm. like and that yeah that 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 he would he would offer like almost equality with himself to us yeah I wouldn't. Almost. I think that's a strong word. I said almost. Well, equality. It's, but it's the same. It's through like the same thing with Jack. Like, no, he's not. Like, if Jack does it with me, we can hit the ceiling every time. <laughs> Most <laughs> times. Daniel's so well, awesome. Because I to make it fun for myself, I try to see how. Like, oh, so Daniel doesn't get like, so bored. Because <laughs> I could just throw it as hard as I can hit the ceiling, <laughs> but I try to get it to where I can throw it as lightly as possible and just barely hit the ceiling. Anyway, so I don't get it all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I miss. Sometimes, most times I miss because I just stink at the game. Really bad. <laughs> um, but oh, what was I? What was I saying before you made fun? of That me? even though you could do it all the time, Jack. I don't know what we're talking. Oh, like I can do it. All, Jack can do it all the time through me. He could only do it through me. Yes. So it's not like we would become like God independent of him. Still, yes. So yes. Yeah. So it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. There you go. Just protected <laughs> you from heresy. Thank goodness. Or hearsay, as Holly likes to call it. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> we were talking earlier, and we said something like, oh, I don't know if you want to say that. And you're like, yeah, it would be hearsay. <laughs> I mean hearsay. I corrected it. Because I've seen the word, someone, when I first learned the word heresy, no, when I first learned the word hearsay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was through AIM. And they mm. spelled it heresy. Oh, that's. And so forever, those two words are together in my oh. mind. And uh, so, and so for a long time, I thought that hearsay was spelled like heresy. So then, whenever I would read heresy, I would read hearsay. Oh, because it's H E R E here. Exactly. I get it. <laughs> But then S-Y doesn't make sense. No. But, and it's like literally like here, say, like you heard them say it. I know. H-E-A-R. Okay, I know that now. They're, they're homophones. <laughs> <laughs> they're different words, but they sound the same. I know. But so anyway, heresy. Mm-hmm. You protected me from heresy. Yes, I yes. did. <laughs> and Thanks. hearsay. And hearsay. Um, but yeah, but that's crazy because that's what, it's what we're offered. We're offered a share in the divine. Yeah. And like... It's just, and we say this all the time, like, if we really lived, like, what we believed, our lives would be so much different. Like, if we wake up tomorrow and we say, like, I, through Christ, I am an adopted son of God. I'm an heir to the kingdom of heaven. Like, how would you live your day differently? So differently. Then do it. What's stopping you, Holly? Selfishness. <laughs> Dang no, it. No, oh, no. <laughs> um, but also just, like, a lack of of faith and kind of hope in that and what our faith promises. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, we have the burden of sin. Like we have sin. Right. Okay. We are sinful people. We are broken and it's hard. Life is hard. I can't um, do it. (laughs) No, obviously this is hard to do. If it was easy, we'd all be, you know, these saints. Yeah. Um, But we're all called to be saints. That's the thing. Like we need to live it. I don't know. And I think, Here's a New Year's resolution for both of us to try to live out more fully what we actually believe. 
Yeah. Oh, I think that should be a life resolution. I know, but I'm tying it back to the start of the show. Oh, good job. job. (laughs) Way to go, Daniel. Thanks. Five points for Daniel. It's at least ten points. (laughs) I lost ten by saying here. I know. Holly's. We just started. She's down like 30 points. (laughs) Um, But yeah. We can do anything, but it's not apart from Christ. It has to be through God. Mm-hmm. But if we unite ourselves to Christ and we are like all in for God, we can do anything. Sounds simple. It's it's harder to live out than well. And than I wanted verbalize. I wanted to say like with the the differentiation that we made at the beginning of the podcast with uh what is it participation rather than substitution. Is that we find such, such greater reason for rejoicing, in the participation than one would from just substitution. Mm-hmm. Like substitution and that the joy that comes from that can only last for so long, because it's like, oh great, I have not, I don't have anything to do now because you did it all for me. Mm-hmm. But through this, we actually get to live through participation in Him. We get to actually live with Him, mm-hmm. and then it results. Uh, logically um into eternity with him Hmm. and so this is how this is the completion of participation in him is eternity with him and how much joy that that gives us right because we it's a fuller more joyful experience to to experience life with him yeah and i think you can see it like jack loves it so much when we play the game together like if i'm just like throwing the ball to the ceiling he kind of likes it but he just loves it so much more when we're both doing it yeah he's like we're doing it we're doing doing it it. finally and it's so much better than yeah than just like giving him the power to just do it yeah you did it yeah right and it's also not just that like oh this is so much better than the other way like this is god whenever god gives of himself he gives it in the most full way possible he doesn't do anything kind of half-heartedly like he can't like if he does good it's the fullest good in the fullest way possible so so what is the most full way that God can bring us into divine sonship to make us heirs of God is through allowing out us to step into him and to participate in him. And in his family. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. It's bananas. It's bananas. <laughs> you win Donkey Kong. <laughs> that should be our catchphrase. It's bananas. But I mean... What was that? <laughs> Our slogan. <laughs> Our slogan, and what was the music after? <laughs> no, those things. <laughs> a jingle? Jingle. <laughs> it's our jingle. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I know. All right. Well. That's all yeah. we got. <laughs> so hopefully you understood that. Um, if you have any questions for us, um, please send us an email at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com or any so uh, show suggestions. Um <laughs> Episode, like topics. Topics. Not TV shows. No. Yeah. We really need some new. We did run out of all our TV shows. This <laughs> That's what they None of them are on for some reason. But wait, uh, wait. I wanted to give a little shout out to our okay. friend Donald, who I don't think we've given him a shout out before, have we? I don't know. Maybe not. It's possible that we haven't before. But if we, even if not, shout out to Donald and his wife, who are expecting like the day after mm-hmm. we are expecting. 
So we're in it together, guys. <laughs> um, but we just love hearing from him and all of our emails. And even if Donald is our only listener because he's the only one who emails <laughs> us, this is all worth it. But everyone else should email us. <laughs> we really do love hearing from everyone and getting to know you. So Yes. So email us at podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Or Holly will be very angry with you. <laughs> yes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Halfway underscore Saints, uh, like us on Facebook, and we'll be back next week. Yep. Unless we have a baby, then we might not be. Oh, right. We'll oh, right. That's oh, a possibility. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but please pray for us, especially, um, for the remainder of Holly's pregnancy. Um, and please know that you're in all of our prayers as well. Yep. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.